Is there is there an end to this process? Well, eventually you run out of Doritos and Haribo gummy Coke bottles, and, and then you're sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no! I know. <laughs> I'm Zach. I'm Riff. And I'm Kevin. And it's time for episode number 167 of Video Games Hot Dog, the podcast we do all in the same room again. How are yeah, you, gentlemen? Doing all right. Yeah. Our 102 thirds of 100 show. Just passed. Yeah. You know, uh, you know how I'm doing. I'm doing as well as you can be if you forgot to... No, I didn't. Hooray! I just went on a journey, guys. I just went on a journey where I was like, fuck, I forgot to bring a beer in here. But then I looked over and realized there was a delicious ice-cold Pabst Blue Ribbon, not even open yet, right here within arm's reach. Wow. Your your past brain did you a favor. Are you not concerned with uh, confusing your liver with all the different kinds of alcohols? No, I had I started with this. I know. And then I drank some margaritas and now I'm ending with this. It's like a sandwich. Are you concerned about <laughs> confusing your stomach when you eat a sandwich? Sometimes. There's a lot of different kinds of food yeah. in there. You got some bread, you got some turkey, that's you why, got some nails. <laughs> that's why I always uh chew and then swallow each part of the sandwich individually. Oh, later. you like sort by composition and, and in my yeah. mouth. But oh, yes. okay. You oh, have okay. like yeah. the little stashes like a hamster so you can move them aside. Mm-hmm. So you have to have the whole, the entire meal in your mouth at once to sort it correctly. No, I mean right? I it can do it in small batches. That's the same problem. You're just you're just pushing it back like No, I have different stomachs for different things. So I just route each oh, okay. each pouch. Kevin told me I was crazy because I estimated that the number of bites that it takes me to eat a paneer tikka masala burrito from Curry Up Now was 10. Yeah. And he said, that's crazy. You're an idiot asshole, Zach. <laughs> and I said, I don't think that I am. And so I, after a couple bites of the one that I ate yesterday or the day before yesterday, I decided to keep track of how many bites it took. How and many took, gigantic bites? It took 11 bites. But it was only after the first two that I was trying to make it 10. Okay. So <laughs> I was just going to ask. I, I don't think was, you were eating it normally. Biased. Yeah. They I were don't... not uncharacteristically large bites. They were maybe slightly larger than average bites. Okay. I can, I can annihilate one of those in 10 bites. <laughs> annihilate that burrito <laughs> is what you're supposed to say. Right, right. I didn't, no, hold on. Let me try again. <laughs> no, no, come on. Let me try again. I can do it this time. I, uh, I have gone to like three street fairs in San Francisco in the past week. They have just become a constant feature of the mission. I don't know. Are you sure you haven't just been going to Fair Street, which I have not is the street (laughs) where that's always happening. Uh, They've been in different locations. There was like a street food fair and then there was the um, street crime fair, the celebrate 20th Street block party oh so that was like a street fair in the county fair sense like it was weird there was like a stage set up like with multiple bands so people could uh at exhibit their finest yeah. their finest uh there were, livestock I, it fucking, I don't fucking understand it was 20th their, their street city livestock. like there were a yeah, handful they're, of they're like prize rats <laughs> stores and stuff that are on 20th street but yeah and then there was the uh san francisco sunday sunday streets sf or something like that which Apparently, that's just a thing that they close certain areas. Where the streets of... are paved with hot fudge Sunday. Yeah. I don't understand what the deal is. It's like... People like getting together and doing things and yeah, celebrating like life and different aspects of life. They like making it difficult to drive around town is <clears throat> so what they really get like. rid of your car, buddy. Free your mind, man. <laughs> We're not designed to be in cars. 
We're designed to be dead by now. We're, desi- yeah, we're, <laughs> we're designed to be riding bikes. Yep. Unicycles and pogo sticks. Oh, man. You know, every minute that I spend driving in San Francisco, I start to sympathize with the people on Metafilter who hate bicyclists instead of hating motorists. Okay. Um, I feel like man. I can just hate everybody. I can hate other mm-hmm. pedestrians. Yeah, you don't really have to choose. Other cyclists and motorists all, all at the same time. I have a question for you guys. Today, there was a three or four hundred comment deep Metafilter argument about reclining airplane seats. Yeah. And this is a thing that is interesting to me because it seems like at some point in about 2010 or 2011, everyone collectively just decided that they're all in agreement that anyone who reclines their airplane seat is a huge asshole. I, I think you're in some sort of weird echo chamber. Like that is that is not how the universe at large feels. There is a vocal minority of people who feel that way and they post on the internet. Most people don't give a damn. Like most people just yeah. don't care when somebody reclines their airplane seat and you can't really recline them that far anyway. It's like three inches or four inches. That, yeah. Like it's just not a fucking big deal. I mean, granted I'm not seven feet tall, but I'm six foot. Like those seats are cramping. I, I flew in a plane last night and the person in front of me reclined their seat and it just wasn't a big deal. Yeah, but you're a nice, you're not, you're not gonna, you're not gonna start shit. Well, Right. Why can't everybody be fucking nice? Well, I, they, because they're they're people. I mean, they're, they're, you don't you don't need for there to be drama to make your life seem important to you, because you actually do things that engage you and like you do I things that you are, that are interesting yeah. to you and that you feel like are worthwhile. Like if your job was just some bullshit drudgery and you were constantly unhappy and having to do some shit that somebody else told you to do and you never got to do anything that you wanted, I think you probably would get pissed off about like all of the things that you contrive to get pissed off about so that there will be something interesting going on in your life that you can be upset about. But I don't know, maybe not. Sure. No, that I mean, I guess that makes sense, right? Like, these people are fighting for their particular cause and their cause is like dumb. You know, the the thing that we should be angry about is the fact that the most recent build of Chrome has stopped respecting Windows clear type settings. And so now when I go to my favorite website, kingdomofloathing.com, it looks like blurry, mushy fucking garbage instead of the fonts that I choose. I thought Hacker Typer was your favorite website. Okay, Hacker Typer is a better website than kingdomofloathing.com. Does it also right. look like blurry, mushy bullshit? It probably does. Well, see, that's a problem. Yeah, that's a, but that's like a that's a style choice that they've made because it's <laughs> supposed to look like it's on a CRT uh, being being looked at through sunglasses that I'm wearing at night. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, uh, man, I'm going to be so pissed off if I have to start using Firefox because of this bullshit because I really like Chrome. You could um, buy a Mac. You could you could do what I did, which was to try Chrome once when it first came out and not like it and just continue to have used Firefox indefinitely forever. I don't think that I can do wait, that. Wait, wait, guys. Isn't there isn't there always Internet Explorer? The thing is I don't want to reload to a save state back then because I've I don't want to have to do all the shit that I've done since then again. Like you would You'd have to get a haircut better. again. And... <clears throat> would I? Yeah. I? I mean I wouldn't know any of the things that I know now. I would only know the last you... the thing that I thought during the last second That's before not I how quick loaded. Save games work. It is. No. No. Your character doesn't know. Sure. You do. But you do. Yeah, but no. 
That's, are you trying to are you trying to say that your consciousness does not exist? Sort of. I mean, if hovering, you have control hovering the behind, state, like about three feet, then, three feet then, above then and behind your body. Well, it's three feet unless character. you scroll the mouse wheel down. Then it gets uh. then it gets further away. Yeah, <laughs> that's handy for like if you want to know whether the mail is here. You scroll backwards just far enough that the camera is inside the mailbox, and then you'll know <laughs> whether it's been. To, you got to figure out how to look directly away from, away from the, mailbox, the mailbox. But yeah. yeah, you get you get to where you kind of have a sense paint, of it. Paint a dot on the wall. Yep. <laughs> Ah, so I went over to, uh, I, I, I bought a, uh, a pinball machine for Zapcon today and I even got a receipt so that we can write it off as the yeah, legitimate and then you, business you, expense that it is. You decided to yell at me for th- 13 minutes about how, how the, our accounting practices are bullshit and yeah, accounting no, in general is bullshit. Account, just about, I wasn't yelling at you. I was just yelling near you about <laughs> how the world is complete bullshit. <laughs> So basically, we can't write this off until I write myself a check for the amount that I spent today. And I think that that is stupid bullshit. I think that what we're doing is we're wasting. If you had wasting... paid for it with a company credit card, you wouldn't have to do that. But and if you if we had a but box, that isn't how it works when you buy cash. pinball machines from homeless guys. They only take <laughs> cash. Okay, so then you need to. We need to start keeping a box of a we need company to keep a cash. company box of money. Yeah, yeah. Cookie jar. Yeah. I Which used to. <clears throat> I used to have a. Uh, I used to have a small amount of petty cash in a drawer with a sticker on it that said "Tom Johnny," because that was my joke. It was Tom uh, Petty Johnny mm-hmm. Cash. <laughs> so you can see why I stopped wow. doing that institutionally. Yeah. I didn't want something that was so unfunny associated <laughs> with a company whose nominal purpose is to make a game that's funny. But it's just a little frustrating to me that like I have to just write myself a check. In order for, in order to like just make legitimate a thing that is already true. That just bothers me because it's just wasted time. It is like how technically we sometimes have to write a check for like four cents to the city of Mesa we for sales tax we regularly on something, right? But, and so, so but I you, know that this would is. Would you claim that taxes are a waste of time? No, because taxes are a okay, way to so get money have from to, people. We have that to do fund some paperwork, public some. Goods tracking of income versus expenses in order to know how much taxes to pay. And this is just, that's, that's what we're doing. That's right. Writing it off is just knowing how much we've spent versus how much we've made. And that's just the part but of the process. The fact that we can't write off this expense until we just move money from one spot to an equivalent spot via a process that is not like super time consuming, but a process that nevertheless, like you're going to have to boot into windows, Yes, which you hate doing. You hate doing it so much that sometimes when the reward is playing a delicious video game, you won't do it. It's true. You're going to have to boot into windows to write me a check to give myself some of my own fucking money so that just in case... Our, our number comes up in a random die roll at the IRS and we get audited. We will be able to point to something that says, no, for real. For real, we bought a pinball machine with this money. As opposed to just, I don't know, writing me that check anyway and there's no pinball machine, bro. But we totally wrote it off. Let's not pay taxes. Like, it's just... But the the audit isn't even the thing that I'm worried about. I mean, getting the receipt is what makes that worthwhile. It's the... It's the having a record come April of next year to when we pay taxes that we bought something. And the only way that that I'm set up to do that is by recording it in the books. And the only way that I can record it in the books is if I 
actually spend company money on it. Yeah. Because you didn't spend company money on it <clears throat> to begin with, I have to spend company money on it in the form of paying you for it. So wh- wh- what it is is you bought a pinball machine and you want to sell it to, to ZapCon. Yeah, I know. Then that's that's where I, listen, I come I, in. I understand. I will happily buy that for you at a sweet, sweet discount. <laughs> I understand. I understand why yeah. it happens, but it's just it's aggravating to me that it is it is a bunch of work that we have to do that does not accomplish anything in the world. Like I spent some time going and getting a pinball machine, and now we have this pinball machine, this cool whodunit pinball machine, which I learned today by talking to the interesting pinball man who sold me the interesting pinball machine, was supposed to be a Clue licensed game, but they had built the game and then they didn't get the license. Hmm. Or they had, they, I, they, I guess they had done some work on it and didn't get the license. The, the playfield art and stuff, I feel like, is among the last things to, to get done. Because you're refining how that works for a yeah. long time, probably. Um, and you can what is just, it? you can sort of retheme. What must it be like to actually design a pinball game? I don't know. That's ask one of the like six guys who have ever had that as their job. Mm-hmm. I guess. Because did you ever listen to that? Uh, well, to hear to hear Robert Ashley's version of it on a life well wasted, it's just like being kind of a sad, sad right. guy who's about to die because you're so sad. <laughs> like he's only allowed to interview people that are sad. Yeah, it's like the, it's like the This American Life of video games. You know, like when we were like, oh, we'll be on this podcast and talk about yeah. uh, talk about uh, our lives as video game developers. And then the conversation just got steered to how our girlfriends are constantly unhappy because of how much we work. And then to make it even sadder, he destroys the audio. Yeah. Or maybe he just said that because he realized it wasn't very interesting. Mm, that's possible. He was like, oh, dude, bro, bad news, bro. Like, I totally lost all that audio. And oh, man, look at the time. We can't do it again. <laughs> Let's go get a pizza, though. That's what happened. That was a good pizza place. That's true. We learned about a good Cheese pizza board. place. Yeah. So I went and got that pinball machine. Cool. And uh, I feel not, like there was another bitter part. at all. There was another part of that story. Oh, yeah? Oh, but I went to- uh, 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 We've set a date for ZapCon. Animator Wes and a noted lady, Rachel Bess, who uh, who helped me, who, who brokered the pinball deal um, that we then had to Wait, So he's an later. animator and she's just a noted lady? She's a noted lady. She was, she's a farmer. She's an artist. Uh, anyway, she had- uh, she had done all the work in a way that I never would have done. So it's good that she took this on of getting all of the materials for the Nintendo lounge mm-hmm. at the next ZapCon. She's been opening yeah. and cleaning the cartridges. She has taken apart. She has disassembled, cleaned, and reassembled every single one of the games. Except for, check this out. She bought bundles. She bought batches of games off of eBay Collected all the games that we wanted and then resold the duplicates in her own bundles to defray the costs of it. She also cleaned out and replaced the video capacitors in all of the Nintendos so that the picture that came out of them would be clear. And check this out. I selected... It was not at random, but as far as she knew, it was at random. I pulled Wizards and Warriors out of the stack, slid it into the Nintendo, turned it on, and it just instantly and perfectly crisply came up. No, no flashing, none of that copy protection bullshit, nothing, just worked. It was fucking amazing. Yep. What the fuck? Yeah, a lot of time. Thanks, noted lady Rachel Bess. How, how does one get to that level of like attention to detail? Mm. That's nuts. That's, that's how you become notable. I guess. No she kid. does, she does only raise things that are very small on her farm and then paint things that are very small. Yeah, I know. You have to pay a lot of attention to chickens or they die. Yeah. Or quail. Quail are even smaller chickens. Oh, yeah. So you have to pay extra attention. 
it's more there's there's finer details. So the finer the detail, yeah. the the more the attention. Right. She does a, she spends a lot of time like she'll spend a hundred hours making a six inch by six inch painting and then uh, selling it to German bondage enthusiasts. I don't know. How would you say bondage in German? Bundage. Yeah, it's boon. I'm pretty sure it's bundage. The way that you uh, <laughs> the way that you translate to German is you just turn all the O's into <laughs> U's. Yeah, because <laughs> it's in English. It's umlaut. Look out! Are you German or Canadian? It's it's hard there's, to tell. There's a wild boar charging us. What have you guys been up to? I saw the new Sin City movie. Oh yeah, yep. It's pretty. Is good. it like just Sin City two? Basically, a damn to kill fur. Yeah, it's it's um, it continues some of the stories from the first one. It's it's stories. It's puzzling to try and figure out really the order of events because there there are things that happen in the second movie that couldn't possibly happen after the first movie because characters involved died in the first movie <laughs> and everyone still has a dick yeah so there's it's if you were going to assemble a timeline out of these two movies you would have to compile them both together because there's there's things in the second movie that are prequel stuff and there are things in the second movie that are sequel stuff so it's, okay it's confusing but uh is, weren't there a bunch of other sin city movies after I sin city i think just the just the one that i'm aware of huh he's been doing other stuff like 300 and yeah, yeah. but i could have sworn there were multiple sequels to sin city that already existed hmm. not that i'm aware of yeah, it was like a jaws 2 thing <laughs> where they didn't have Made by the same actors else. or characters in common yeah okay it was good. Uh, I I bought I rewatched the first one the the evening before we went to see it, and uh, I think I liked the second one as much, or maybe even a little more, because the the acting was the acting was kind of uneven in the first one, and it it was on average better in the second one, and the the tech that they used to do the effects has advanced a little bit. And... I don't remember really caring all that much about the first sin city yeah it kind of went in one eye and out the other for me i remember uh, a lot of guys getting their dicks shot off i remember elijah wood being a bad guy yeah i remember mickey rourke having a big chin okay chin city they called it <laughs> what about you you flew on an airplane from I did. san francisco to phoenix yeah it was delayed and you got in really late that is true why are all the flights getting delayed? Is it because of the thunderstorms? Uh, it's possible that it's related to global warming. Earthquakes. Um, San Francisco's airport is under siege. And so they, uh, the, I think they warn everybody that they're going to have late flights. Gorillas. Gorillas can't fly, Kevin. No, but they're sieging the airport. Okay. Is it? I can't tell where you're going with this. Gorilla's like, is this a Planet of the Apes thing? Is this a is this a G U E, which is the German version of gorillas? Gorillas. Oh yeah, so the phrase "Go be gone" is actually "You be gone," which is "Go be goon." Go be goon. Go be goon. It's also pretty good. Guff off. <laughs> uh, 
Man, I'm as I'm as set upon as Jub. <laughs> God, a did you jub, see that jub. picture of the bup stop today? No, no. It was just a mistake in painting the words bus stop on the street. It says bup stop. It's pretty good. It's a pretty serious mistake. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it makes, you know, you can see how that would happen to somebody. Like, when you're writing a sentence one huge letter at a time, mm. it's pretty easy to fuck that up. Sure. Because you never think about words like that. Like bup. Yeah. <laughs> eh, okay. I drove uh, from San Francisco to Phoenix. I stopped. Because you're a crazy person. No, I'm not. No, you know what's crazy is getting in a goddamn death trap to hurtle through the sky and be really uncomfortable, be herded like cattle through a thing where they probe you like cattle and x-ray you like cattle, scan your scan your scrotum like cattle, show it to everybody. <laughs> I don't want to be treated like a piece of meat. Okay. So I just drive a car like an American. I stopped in... Uh, L.A. and had dinner with Matthew Rather from the Overthinking It podcast, who's a buddy. Let me sleep on his couch. It's cool. nice, nice couch. Yeah? Yeah. It's almost long enough to sleep on. Okay. Um, and uh, it was good. You've been doing the two-day version of the trip instead of the one-day version of the trip? Yeah, it's nicer. You know, I got friends in L.A. that I can, that I can see. I went to Vegas last time. That was fun. Yeah, how was that? Oh, but then it's like weird, weirdly uneven. Yeah, that's like four hours to get to Vegas and then like nine hours to get from Vegas back to San Francisco. So what I should do is go to Vegas on the way here. So that you're when you get there, you're tired and all you can do is gamble for a little while and then fall asleep. Yeah, it's much safer. And then I stay an extra couple of days. <laughs> right. And then you leave in a bus. A bup. A bup. <laughs> if I run out of money, I'm going to have to take the bup home. <laughs> um, have you guys been playing any video games? Yeah, I played. <laughs> I played a video game called Akiba's Trip. Okay, have you heard about this? I heard somebody talking about it on a podcast, but I don't. I think I, I know was nothing asleep. about it. Tell Wait, me more. Do you know what podcast it was? Because I'm, I'm interested to hear some other opinions. It was the Joystick Podcast that I. It's like sort of my B team that I will put on as I'm going to sleep hmm. and not really care if I miss it. Okay, well, so what this game is. I'll I'll uh, I'll start at the beginning. This will be easiest. So the plot is, you've got the plot. The, the plot. the plot of this game is the main character is an anime nerd. Okay. And he gets an email from a shady pharmaceutical company suggesting that he come uh, uh, interview for a part time job. And if he if he gets the job, they promise to pay him in rare and collectible anime figurines. Okay. So he jumps at the chance and he goes to the interview where they knock him out and use some kind of weird surgery to turn him into a vampire. Okay. A, a special sort of, of, of life energy draining anime vampire. And he, An animus vampire? Yeah, he, gets, he gets rescued from the lab by a girl who is also one of these vampires. And she gives him some of her blood so that he will keep his mind and remain, remain good instead of becoming an evil, soul-sucking anime vampire. I mean, he still is a vampire, but he'll stay a good guy. What, what does it mean to be an anime vampire? Uh, it's They're not like – it's – Instead of being just a straight up what you think of as a vampire, it's 
I've forgotten the word that it's, it's some dumb made up word that is what these creatures are called. And instead okay. of drinking blood, they they drain people of their their will to live, basically. Um, so, dude takes this girl back to the barcade where he and his buddies hang out all day, and decide to f- find out what's going on. What is this weird pharmaceutical vampire? conspiracy and destroy all the vampires that's that's basically the plot the the gameplay uh, it takes it's basically river city ransom it's like a 3d version of river city ransom that takes place in uh, akibahara in in tokyo which is like world anime nerd central and it's um the 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 key me- fighting game mechanic is that vampires, these particular kinds of vampires, are only immune to the sun from the neck up. Okay. So each article of clothing for the the guys you're fighting and also for yourself have their own individual hit point bar for hat, shirt, and pants. And you've got attack buttons, high, medium, low, so you can attack those particular articles of clothing. Why would the hat matter if they're That's immune to the sun? That's a good question, Kevin, but uh, <laughs> I don't have an answer for that. Well, okay. their hair is not immune to the yeah. sun. It's just, there's, just their face. Uh, ears, maybe? I don't know. Neck up? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and and some of the vampires the... are wearing shorts. I don't know. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> And as you reduce an article of clothing's hit points to zero, you can then attack that article of clothing again and tear it off the person. Okay. So when you have stripped a vampire all the way down to their underwear, the sun then destroys them and they, they explode in, in black fire. Yes. Okay. So I think that it seems like a lot of people have written that have just heard about that aspect of the game and kind of written it off as being kind of gross and creepy and that sort of is it mostly female vampires that is the assumption that i think people are making and it's actually not true okay so i the the if this game had been like mainly or all female vampires if it had been of a style more like uh no more heroes or or something then it could have been a really gross and creepy game but it totally isn't are the the female vampires sometimes wearing like granny panties and stuff? Um, or like sports bras? I feel like asking what? this makes you gross. Yeah, and no, <laughs> like I'm I'm trying well, to like are they like in scantily like are they in lingerie when you get them down no, to their stuff or are they in like are they in it's like a variety of different sorts of okay. underwear that these different sorts of people might be wearing? Do they always match? Because I feel like that is a that is an unrealistic. If they're just normal people. Mm-hmm. They don't go out of their way to make their underwear match. So if their underwear doesn't match, it then doesderwear. it's socially responsible. <laughs> if it does, it's clearly intended to titillate. Well, the 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 things that I feel make it make it not socially irresponsible is first of all the uh, like like I said, it's not done in a style like no, no more heroes. It's not uh, it's not leering. It's not lascivious or anything. It's just, it's all done very matter of factly, and it's just you know. You ask them down in their underwear, kill the vampires, now they're dead, kind of thing. Uh, secondly, I've been paying attention to the proportion of male characters I've been fighting versus female, and I would say it's about 60 to 70% men. You know so who far. would be a terrible vampire in this world? Who? The guy from Ghosts and Goblins. 
Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. one, wow. one hit one and hit everything. And he's just yeah. down to his underwear. Yeah, he's he's gone. gone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's been mostly guys so far. So you see you see a lot of dudes in tidy whities running away screaming and then exploding. Um, and also, uh, thirdly, there's been a lot of side quests involving uh, going out and destroying dudes who are being creepers to women in the street. So couldn't you sort of game the system by just wearing a lot like of clothes? Like a lot of like a parka. Yeah. <laughs> or just like five pairs five of pants. Five layers, yeah. Yeah. Like. <laughs> That's, uh, I mean, yeah. If it were less of a video game, then I mean, perhaps it's, uh, it's, that would be an option. It's uncomfortable, but you're still alive. <laughs> full, so. full body tattoo. <laughs> I mean, I just, just a big sombrero, right? Just an umbrella you could carry around. Hmm. Yeah, that's the only go out at night. Yep. So, um, but uh, it's be, besides all that. I'm also really enjoying it because it's it's really well written. It's um, it's it's a very very anime game, and it knows it, and it it knows all the tropes. It knows where to hang all the lampshades to make fun of those tropes. I guess what what do you mean? You keep throwing around the term anime, and let me from from where I'm sitting. Like mm-hmm. when I think anime, I think Japanese animated ch- series. Sure. Is that is there more to it than that? Like, well, oh, I, you mean Japanimation? <laughs> anime has tropes that so are so like when people get wet, they turn into animals, and uh, yeah, when and people, just more more general things. If you get if you get a, a little bit too much of a boner, it makes your nose bleed, and if you get way too much of a boner, it you makes die. you die from a nosebleed. Uh, <laughs> that. That has been a plot point in an anime that I like. Actually. There are. Isn't it colorful something something? What's uh, the name of that? I don't know which one. There are spirits in every animal. The, the one I'm thinking object. about is One Piece. There's a character in One Piece who, for a few episodes, was in danger of his life of draining all his blood out. But there was a there was just a restaurant that we used to eat sushi at that would play anime and. The plot, seemingly the plot of the anime that we were watching, it was just a series of like maybe five minute vignettes about guys who getting too horny and then dying. (laughs) Oh, okay. I think I know. I think I know what anime you mean. Somebody loaned me that, but I haven't watched it yet. Oh, sure you haven't. So when you say the game is super anime or like this is a big anime nerd, like does that mean that they are somebody who knows all of the anime tropes or they watch a lot of anime well it's it's two different things yeah the the when i say anime nerd i mean like yeah somebody who's really into that into that anime culture and and you know like imagine imagine anime nerd is to anime as star trek nerd is to star trek so okay if you picture a star trek nerd, somebody who's really into who's it really into they have it the outfits has and the, yeah and, they go and, to the cons and knows and... knows the statistics of every part of equipment of the ship sure. and so um but star trek is just a single thing whereas anime is like hundreds of different series right yeah, like yeah sometimes so, yeah, they're making that's... magic bread and sometimes they're like <laughs> it, it and yeah it is definitely the case that uh, to for someone to say that they hate anime is kind of a silly thing to say because it's such a broad right. category. But there there are there are cliches and so on that 
tend to reoccur that don't occur in every anime series, but people yelling but Akira that are typical a lot. of yeah. Why and, or people shouting the names of their attacks before they do them? Okay. Or, Why is it any more acceptable to say that you like anime? than to say that you don't like anime if anime is so broad of a thing that it can't mean anything to dislike it. Do you like rap music? I like some rap music. Okay, so it would be more <laughs> accurate to say I like some anime. Okay. but So he, this guy is a some anime nerd. <laughs> so anyway. I, I feel like I'm on a fucking episode of The Twilight Zone where y- you say this guy's an anime nerd and Kevin is like, what does it mean to be an <laughs> anime nerd? So the it's anyway getting off this digression. Did you guys like agree that we were doing a bit here and you didn't have, tell me about no, it? No, Dinosaur I, lunch? I have no idea what's going on. So it, but it's not just a game in anime style it, that, okay. that knows all the anime tropes and will play them all. It is also a game about anime nerds. Okay. So the you've, you've Do you got, consider yourself an anime nerd? Me or yeah, the character? You. I'm on the border of anime nerddom, okay. sure. I'm, yeah. I'm familiar with a lot of the anime You jokes. have not studied Japanese I don't specifically collect, I have not studied Japanese. I, I don't anime. collect figurines. Okay. But there is a lot but of you anime do own that I watch. a figurine. I own one or two figurines. <laughs> um, Wait, by your hat-wearing logic, you're a guy that yeah, collects figurines. Yeah, now you're a fucking <laughs> anime figurine-collecting anime nerd. No, because I don't collect figurines. Owning is not the same as collecting. Yeah, just like you don't wear a hat. I do wear a hat. Uh-huh. You're not currently wearing a I'm hat. I'm not currently wearing a hat. But you are currently owning an anime figurine. So I would say that by this reasoning, you are more of an anime figurine nerd than you are a hat guy. <laughs> owning two is not collecting. I don't seek out. No, owning two is collecting. Owning one is not collecting. Owning two is collecting. It's You have a collection. Own one, shame on us. Like, I can mail somebody. I can mail yes. somebody a letter without being a philatelist, but I can't. Well, but can't, I can't buy a can't. book of stamps <laughs> and pretend I'm not a stamps guy. But what if somebody? What if somebody mailed you two anime figurines? Uh, those those don't count because they're they're they're. Um, Are you licking the postmarked? <laughs> no, not anymore. You don't have to lick them anymore. But you might do the it. The anime if, figurines you do still have to lick. Otherwise, yeah. you can't get a you can't get enough of an erection to die of a nosebleed. I think if you're licking the stamps, even though you don't have to anymore, that's a sign that you're a philatelist. Okay. Because <laughs> you're filleting your stamps. So yes. Akiba's Akiba's is trip. it Akiba's trip and also Akiba's strip? It is both of them. Uh-huh. I think I, I, that's pretty clever. I think the official catalog title is Akiba's trip. But the way it's presented on, like, the menu title screen, it's, it's ambiguous. Yeah, it's ambiguous. Is that – is the guy's name Akiba? No, Akiba is short for Akibahara, which is where the game takes place. Oh, I see. Oh, so this would be like if I wrote if I wrote a – like, Vegas's vacation would be – yeah, so it's sure. definitely Akiba's strip, right? <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's funny. They do, they do a lot of uh, – they do, the the dialogue is all well written and it's good stuff. I like it. What's and it on? It is Vita and PS3. Mm. I would I would I'm not sure I can recommend it definitely to people who aren't into anime and, and anime culture just because I feel like you wouldn't 
have any idea what yeah, the fuck is going you on. You wouldn't really understand why a lot of the funny things are funny. Okay. But on the other hand, if you really like a, uh, a River City Ransom, that might be enough to make it still worth it for you. Hmm. See, I really like River but, City Ransom. I'm not sure if I like a River City Ransom. <laughs> That's a... <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm, I am cautiously excited about treachery and beatdown city which i backed i don't know how likely i believe that thing is to deliver what it wants to deliver hmm. but i also don't know that if you put a game that was like river city ransom in front of me that i would like it because i don't know i don't know what it is that makes river city ransom good right i think in its day what was what was especially interesting about it was that it sort of occupied a persistent and very large world that you could move around in and mm -hmm. that there were a lot of there were a lot of statistics and a lot of items that you could purchase that yeah. had this has that had a lot of interactions with those statistics and didn't and, tell yeah. you what they were i think mm -hmm. a a new here's the thing i didn't play river city ransom until it was emulated. And so I could just look at a wiki yeah. about what all the foods did. And I think that it would have been really frustrating to try to play it without that, just because they didn't seem to spend any time at all trying to balance mm. any of the things. And so it was like, well, if you want speed, the only thing to do if you're not an idiot is to only buy this one item because it is the like most. The items in this that, that have like, buffs like that they tell you on the object what it does in a general sense but all the stores have different inventory so you if you want something specific you might not easily be able to remember what store that was that had that right well it's the same with diversity ransom i mean yeah. there's there's so many stores and they yeah. each sell things but then there were like you could unlock extra moves by buying books about them mm -hmm. and stuff like that. In, in this one, you can. One of the features is that you have a separate XP gauge. In addition to your regular XP gauge, you have a separate separate XP gauge that goes up whenever you remove an a certain type of article of clothing. So you have like a long sleeve T-shirt gauge, and when that hits a hundred percent, you can remove clothing that type of clothing from people without ruining it. So you can keep it and wear it yourself. Yeah, I was wondering, like, how, like, does does your clothing have persistent hit points? Like, because that seems like you'd have to. You just... can regenerate the. You can you can recover the hit points very easily. But if you yes. eat, like, if you eat a sandwich, does it repair holes in your shirt? You, it's actually just you hold down the left trigger to like straighten your tie or or whatever you're wearing, and it gives you full hit points back. So it take you have to hold it down for and not move for a few seconds, so you're vulnerable while you're doing it, huh. but it's not difficult. Um. Weird. But yeah, there you you said books, but there are books that that give you additional XP for each of these things. Hmm. You can also get, um, which I'm really enjoying. You can unlock new animation sets, like for example, for your run walk or run and idle animations. And I've gotten one that's 
just looking at your smartphone. So while he's running, he's holding his smartphone in front of his face, just reading his phone while he's running down the street. And when he's standing idle, he's just looking at his smartphone, tapping on it. And it applies during cutscenes too. So everyone is around standing, talking about uh, how important this thing is. And, and these vampires are going to kill everyone in so much trouble. And he's just completely ignoring them, just looking at his phone, playing a bejeweled. Good. It's a, it's a good game. Did you play the fuck Scott Pilgrim game? Yeah, that was all right. I didn't get. It was kind of hard. I didn't get very far. I d- I didn't. I gave up on it after like the first couple of screens because when you killed guys, it knocked coins in every direction, mm, and then you walked did. really yeah. really slow. Yeah, and I, I was just that, like, I yeah. am not. I'm gonna get mad every time. Like. Every time I get a reward for playing this game, it just makes me angry. So I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna stick with this. But I know people who really liked it, and I don't know. I like River City Ransom felt like a game where grinding was really fast, mm-hmm. but that might not be true. It's grinding's pretty fast in this because you can after like a couple hours, they give you a a, a smartphone app that lets you. Just look at people in the street and see which ones are secretly vampires. So you can go anywhere and just find a guy to fight, and they're everywhere. Like how, half of Akabahara is vampires. How apparently. do you do it before that? Do you just beat up people indiscriminately, and some uh, of them are vampires? You're, you're not given the option to attack people randomly on the street before then. Uh, there's just there, you get like side quests or or event missions. Oh, do you like go into hostile areas yeah. to fight? Okay. So that's it. I mean, that's also sort of like River City Ransom, right? Because some of the areas in River City Ransom are like filled with non-hostile pedestrians. And those are also where all the stores are. Yeah. Huh. Well, this sounds kind of cool. Yeah. It's a a good game. Anybody anybody that's down with playing an anime game about anime nerds, I think would definitely like it. Now, when you say anime nerd, (laughs) what do either of those words mean? Okay. Uh, I think that's I think that's a task for a different podcast. I think you should ask overthinking it. You what, mean a what podcast? It, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's Uber, something entirely Uber different. It. Yes, Uber thinking it. Uh, they think things really well mm-hmm. on that. What about you, Kevin? You played any video games? Uh, on the recommendation of one of our listeners, uh, Corey Birdsong on Twitter, uh, I. Played Hex Cells, which was a game I somehow I must have gotten in some bundle or something because it was already in my Steam library. Um, it's a little puzzle game uh, on a hex grid. Uh, it's akin in some ways to like Minesweeper, but actually solvable, not like randomly generated. Mm. Um, and it was okay. It was a relatively simple puzzle game. Um, the it only the last two or three puzzles out of the. I don't know, 25 or so that were in the game were actually sort of challenging at all. Um, it took them a long time to ramp up. It felt like the most, of the, almost like 90% of the game was a tutorial for the last couple of levels. And then those were, those were cool. But how does the game actually work? Uh, you have um, most of the cells in a sort of arbitrary, it's not arbitrary, in a collection of like hex grid spots um, are yellow and you have to determine whether or not they have like they are meant to be blue or like you click left to, to turn a cell blue which means that it's like an active cell or whatever and then you click right to say that it's it's not 
And in some of the cells, there's numbers which tell you how many cells around them are meant to be blue and how many aren't, just like sort of Minesweeper. You know how like Minesweeper has the yeah. the grid. Um, and then they start getting giving you more specific information, like you can have a number in brackets, which indicates that it's contiguous cells around that one that are meant to be active or... Uh, a number between dashes means that that there's they're not continu- contiguous, um, and then you start getting numbers on columns that tell you how many active cells are in mm. a particular column, and then also the whether they're contiguous or not sometimes, and then you just have enough information with all that to to solve it. Okay, so it starts with all of the information it does that you're going to be given okay so well, it, isn't, it isn't like minesweeper in that you click a thing and then it gives you information no it it, it you do click you do click cells and you will get addition like the if when you click it when you right click a cell and you say that it's not active if you're act, if you're correct it turns into a cell that tells you how many around it are i see are active cells or and whatever. if you're wrong do you lose if you're wrong it just keeps a tally of how many mistakes you made and you don't get as many points at the end if you have made any mistakes. So it's like a it's a hex-based combination of Picross and Minesweeper. Kind of, basically. yeah. Is Minesweeper not solvable? No, Minesweeper, because there's no information to start, you have to pick somewhere. You could pick a bomb at the very beginning of Minesweeper. And then even if you uh, even if you are lucky and you get like a big open region and it gives you a bunch of data, you can like fill out some of that. But then there are points where you just have no, you are back to having no information. Um, and there are places in Minesweeper where you get down to the, the end and it's like one of these two things has a bomb in it and you don't have enough information to know which one. So you have to guess. Couldn't you write an algorithm for generating Minesweeper levels that would not do that? I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that yes, you could write an algorithm that would generate those or levels. at least that would recognize them and re re-roll re-roll yeah yeah i don't know i would also probably make a minesweeper game such that if you clicked a bomb on your first turn it would move that bomb somewhere it is possible that you it is possible click a that, bomb on your first turn because that it re-rolls the board after that first click if you get a bomb i but like sometimes that first one doesn't have enough you know like if you click a number you, you still don't have enough information unless it's an eight or a zero. Like the zeros open up into the expanses. And if it's an eight, you know, everything around, it. I guess so if you have like a four, which then of the four? Yeah. No, no. Right. I mean, that makes sense. But I mean, it seems like you could also stop that from happening. Right. I mean, you could, it doesn't take any time at all to generate a minesweeper board. So you could just keep sure. generating them until that move opens up at least 10 squares. And then, sure. I mean, I don't know that they would. It's. I mean, it's a game that they've arguably been refining for 30 years. <laughs> have it changed it at all? I don't know. It okay. seems like they would have. It seems like eh. it seems like there would have been somebody who took that on as even just a just a 20% project. Microsoft um, does those, right? I've been also playing Hungry Cat Picross oh, uh, yeah. on yep. Jim's recommendation. Could it's you dis- – you guys did not – I was peeing, so I didn't hear any of it. Okay. Um, so I don't actually know how the game works. So it is. Now I'm gonna go get another beer. <laughs> okay, it is. It is like a classical Picross, um, but in Picross you get. So in a in a two color or sort of a, a one color Picross, I guess mm-hmm. uh, you get a series of numbers which tell you the discrete chunks of of the color in the row or column mm-hmm. that will be contiguous of 
of the, the like that particular color, right? Um, and this one, instead of giving you that information, um, it's a it's like a multicolor pick cross, and it just tells you how many of that color are in the row, and if they're all con- if they're all together, you get that information as well. Um, and from that oh, information, just whether they are all together or not, yes. Yeah. And, and there are, there are no empty spaces in yeah. any of them. And, yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. So, and so that that is always that in my experience has always been enough information to solve them. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that's always true. I have sometimes short circuited the logic puzzle because I'm like, this is probably symmetric, and so I'm just going to go forward yeah. with that. Um, but it's possible that there, you could just logic it from beginning to end. So be, there's because there's also a timer. It. Uh, it encourages you to go quickly. Well, I'm downloading it right now because that sounds delightful. Yeah, it's, it's I mean it's good. it definitely scratches the Picross itch and so it's it is both better and worse in some ways than a regular Picross in terms of the logic puzzle. <laughs> because you have different information than a yeah, Picross. Yeah, so it it took me some time to get used to like the different patterns that that are cuz it, it the different rules make it work a lot differently than a regular Picross. Yeah. Things like recognizing that that uh, if you've got a, a space five across and two of one color and three contiguous of another color, then that means that the you two know exactly where everything yeah, is. You know exactly where everything is. Yeah. It took takes a while to internalize all those rules. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, the implications. It took me a while to recognize that, like when I am when I have a row and a column or a series of row and columns. Like if there's colors in one row that it can only be in a certain number of columns, like you can mm-hmm. then determine whether the other colors in that row are in the other available in the other columns. And if they're not, then you know that like yeah, yeah, there's a lot yeah. of there's a lot oh, of variables. Wow. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of variables that you can use to figure okay. stuff out. Um which is which is great. You know, it, yeah. it ends up being it's 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 like a sort of variant on a pick cross. I don't know how I feel about playing that kind of thing with a time limit though. The the easy levels are you you won't have any problem there and then yeah. I don't think and it's time limit just for stars yeah and I don't think the stars actually do anything that is true I mean they provide all of the energy that we need to live <laughs> <laughs> they're just they're just for completionists yeah so well cool uh, and then I, today I played uh, a couple minutes of swing copters mm. it's uh, Dongwin's um, Newest game, I Don't guess. Don't of Flappy Bird fame. Yeah. Um, and it is... I did not actually ever play the original Flappy Bird. I just played sort of tributes to it. But it's. it seems like it is Flappy Bird taken up a notch, basically. Because <laughs> you're not just tapping once fighting against gravity. You have to tap multiple... Like you're tapping once which sort of accelerates you in one direction then you have to tap back the other way to to accelerate the other direction because you're tra- and you're trying you're trying to traverse a you're going upwards up and you're trying channel. to get between things that are also, also moving, moving. Oh. it doesn't matter like i was never able to score even a single point apparently oh, yeah? yeah apparently he patched it when did you play it just like an hour ago okay so yeah you played post the first patch which apparently made it significantly easier but like you know, I download like I did kind of the same thing that I did with Flappy Bird, where I downloaded it, I played it once, and I'm like, eh, okay. And then, like, although I do think that Flappy Bird is a good game, and this might be, I don't know. <laughs> it's interesting. I like 
I got into a groove and got up to six points. Hmm. I was like, huh. And then like most of the time I die after getting one or two. It's it's hard. Yeah, you know, it is a this whole genre of game is interesting to me, but there is there is some like learning curve versus reaction time matrix and I don't know exactly where I fall on that, but like I really liked Terry Cavanaugh's yeah, Maverick, Maverick Bird, Bird game. Awesome. Because that was learning how the levels are generated and then reacting to that instead of it also had one extra verb which of the dive made it yeah significantly more interesting that's to true. me and more complicated and also it just had it like a style that i liked instead of just a instead of just a like you know kind of generic sure like there's nothing wrong with the art in dong wen's games it's just not there's not he doesn't make a lot of choices about it it doesn't sure. seem you know they're just, just like yeah they're very simplistic yeah this is just a pixel art bird right um yeah it's i mean it's definitely worth checking out because it is free yeah it's free so it's super super hard though i like i'm kind of interested to play it again because it oh, was with like the, with the patch yeah because i just want to know how different it is yeah i wish i had played the super hard version i wish i, I didn't, had kept it did and not, not updated it so that i could show oh, it to you yeah. to compare it but could have swapped phones. I don't know why I de- I don't know why I delete some games after checking them out like that. And so, you know, some of them I just drag into a folder and never look at again. But... Mm-hmm. Is it an oubliette folder? Yeah. Huh. They can't get they can get in. They can they can check out anytime they like, but I'll never delete them. I don't want to lose my game center records. You didn't want you didn't want to play any desert golfing. Nope. Actually, bought I bought that game because Bennett Foddy couldn't stop talking about how amazing it was. A lot of people are talking about it. It's pretty good. So the way that it works is it is very simplistic. It is just looking. an extremely simple. You start it. You start the app and you're playing. There is no title screen. There is no. There is nothing. There is just a desert and some golf. The, it's a side view. Yeah, it is a 2D. It is like Super Stickman Golf. Okay. Um, you got the ball. You've got a 2D randomly generated. Desert terrain. landscape. Um, you start on the left side of the screen. Yeah, you're on the left side of the screen. Then there's a hole with a flag on and the right. Just side of the, the number of the. Yeah, not always. I mean, it's oh, sometimes it? in the middle. Like okay. the, it's it's randomly it just randomly generates these holes. Do you ever start inside the hole? You always start inside the hole. No, do you, st- <laughs> you always start inside the, the previous hole. Okay. So you touch anywhere on the screen and drag, and it just sets up the sort of like slingshot velocity and distance mm-hmm. meter that you'd use to like in a billiards game or whatever hit the golf ball keeps track of how many strokes you've taken how many of them were on this hole and then it just moves on it just goes on and on and on forever it just keeps generating new holes when you when you get the ball in the hole it scrolls the screen over the hole becomes a little elevator that pops you up and becomes the t for the next hole and then you go for the you go for the next one and sometimes it generates easy ones and sometimes it generates ones that are just insanely cruel (laughs) And what is an example of an insanely cruel one? Like the hole at the top of a hill on on both directions, such mm-hmm. that like if you fuck up at all, it just takes the ball really far away again. Okay. Like no matter how you fuck up. Like it's, you know, you'll have to get around overhangs sometimes in in limited ways. And it gets – it seems like the level generation just gets more and more chaotic the further in you get, like the more drastic it can be. But it's just – it's like – 
Do you each time you pick it up, are you starting a new session? Or? No, you're still. It just goes on and on and on. So I, it just maybe, gets harder and harder. Yeah, it just gets harder. Maybe there's a way to reset it, but I don't know. There's no UI. <laughs> like there's just it's. I mean, it's just like either you enjoy this hitting golf balls or you don't. And if you don't, you're not going to play this game. Like there is nothing. There's no like unlockables. There's no like leveling up to get new powers for the ball. It's just like, well, I'm just playing this game where my control is to impart a velocity and an angle onto this ball. Hmm. And my goal is to get it into this hole and then it's going to serve me up another one. Like hmm. it is. It's cool. Yeah. 99 cents. I also played a bunch of Dragon Age. Oh, yeah? The first one? Yeah. Did you ever play any of it? Mm-mm. That's sort of a retro move. Well, it's from like 2012. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, I... What, uh, what prompted you to go back to Dragon Age? I want to play RPGs. I want to... I've been thinking a lot about RPGs. Okay. And making RPGs. I um, downloaded... Baldur's Gate to the iPad, but I haven't really started it yet. Bioshock is coming out for the iPad for iOS. Yeah, weird. Yeah, I have a really hard time with Baldur's Gate just because it seems like it's it seems so like the level of kind of micromanaginess of the Infinity Engine is okay when you're playing Planescape because you don't fight very much hmm. in Planescape, but I feel like I need. I need that stuff to either be dramatically simplified or I need to play a game where you only control one guy. Hmm. Like those are the things that I want. Or like a Might and Magic style game where you are one guy with five dicks and one of your dicks is a wizard, but you're all standing in the same place. <laughs> like everyone is facing the same place and right. you, you have a you know very limited number of moves per dude. Um, so George Washington's party was really strong. Oh, it was. It was a very, yeah, it was more <laughs> like an army that he led across the Delaware. Across the, Yeah. <laughs> One of his dicks was a boat. <laughs> the Delaware is not the Potomac. Um, it's not the Potomac. The Potomac. Um, so the thing that always, the thing that always made me not play Dry Dragon Age every time I tried it was, I think the fact that I wasn't playing it on easy. So mm. the fact that the combat is really clumsy and you're hard like to wrap your head around telling like, your party members what to do but they sort of have free will kind of or something well you can script them you can give them a bunch of script actions which are fine in easy you can just let them behave with their default script actions and they're sometimes don't just stupid themselves to death okay. <laughs> they still do every once in a while like in every time i have lost a fight i have felt overwhelmingly like I was losing a fight because of the clumsy combat controls hmm. rather than because I like wasn't trying to do the right thing or my party composition was bad or whatever. And it's just, it's, I don't know. It's like this sort of real time combat where you're, you have cooldowns, you have a hot bar with cooldowns and then so does, so does your whole party. And they're all, you can pause the action at any point. I think what's supposed to happen, what you are supposed to do in fights where there are like a hundred skeletons fighting you all at once is you are supposed to like scroll all the way out. So it moves into sort of tactical view, which is just kind of like a real time strategy game that you can pause and pop into individual dudes, issue orders about what to do and then unpause. And then they will 
execute those orders. And I think that's what I'm going to have to do in this fucking fight that I'm stuck in that I haven't been able to beat because it just goes on for too long and everybody runs out of mana. Mm. Um, it, I, I ran into a situation that is a thing that in general, I find extremely off-putting in video games, but even more so in RPGs that are in RPGs that are built on having a big open world for you to be able to explore and go wherever you want. You go to this town where the action that you're performing in the game is like helping this town get ready for the nightly onslaught of monsters that are coming out of the castle. If you leave the town, the monsters fucking come and kill everybody. Right. So like once you're there and once you find out that the monsters come out every night, you got to stay there and help them fight the monsters. There is as near as I can tell a side quest that would help with this, but I can't go do it because when I leave, it triggers this event at the end of the night. I don't know that it kills everyone. Mm-hmm. It just gives me a cutscene that is intended to make me feel bad about leaving after saying, are you sure you want to leave? I'm like, Yes, I went to the part that said go to the map. Yeah, like what mm. the fuck? Like why why would you walk all this way by accident? Also, there's a lot of just walking. <laughs> hmm. It took that game a long time to get to the point where it felt like a BioWare RPG where it was actually a sort of open area where you could go and talk to different people and get different quests and like become aware of the choices that you were able to make because the beginning of it, which is several hours, is very linear and scripted and isn't it super variable depending on yeah, what, what race there's a bunch of different versions yeah there's yeah. a bunch of different versions of the of class the yeah. and, like, and i started like class and stuff i played maybe learned? four or five hours into it there's there's less of that in this like when you choose your race and class combination tells you which of the origin stories you're gonna get like which oh, okay. of the first maybe hour of gameplay you're gonna get and there are not as many of those as there are combinations of those things like, I think that every elf just goes through the elf storyline. But I ended up, you know, I played it, I played four or five hours into a guy, learned a little bit about it, and then re-rolled a different character. Um, once I had kind of a handle on the combat, I decided, oh, I should definitely be playing a wizard. And I sort of wish that I could play a party of all wizards because the melee guys are just so squishy and constantly getting killed. And so if I don't constantly pause and tell those guys, drink a fucking potion, you idiot. Like, maybe there's a way to set up that, like, little bit of AI. Like, that should just be the default, I feel like. I guess you don't necessarily want them drinking your potions mm. without asking you. But, yeah. like, <laughs> I don't know. It's there are, there are a lot of things about it that I like, but it's just I don't find the combat fun. And there's a shitload of combat. Like, the combat... It's very similar to Knights of the Old Republic, and I don't know why it's bothering hmm. me so much in this one. I mean, I think because I'm not a cool lightsaber guy. <laughs> like, if I'm a cool lightsaber guy, I can forgive a lot of <laughs> of the trappings of that kind of system, but it's, eh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to go back to it or not. I'm mad about this. Like, it's sort of the same criticism that, even though I disagree with most of the criticism of Far Cry 3 that came from the people that I consider sort of thoughtful games critics. A lot of people complained about how these big scripted events would start. And then when you left, it would be like, you're leaving the mission area. 
And they didn't want that because they felt that it was like super immersion breaking right. for them. Whereas, I mean, I kind of understood that as a technical limitation. Like if you're going to have this crazy thing going on with this big scripted events, like you got to start it over. Like you have to start that over if they leave in the middle of it or it's not going to make any fucking sense when they come back. So the price that you pay for having a cool reactive experience as opposed to just like trying to build the most amazing video game in the world so that users will have a good time with just emergent shit that falls out of the systems like normal users i'm not talking about like you know the people who only like things that aren't authored right right <laughs> like it, and when rpgs do that it drives me fucking crazy and i don't know why like i think it is because far cry 3 is not a game about like planning, it's a game about like shooting guys and killing animals and skinning them and then climbing things, right? Like Red Faction Guerrilla is not a game about carefully weighing your options about which hammer you're carrying for a specific situation right. and deciding to go back and do a side quest so that you can get a slightly nicer hat for the next main quest mission that you want to do. And the fact that it just like locks you into this thing and doesn't let you leave, even though they're like, oh man, the only thing that can cure this guy is the ashes of whatever. And I'm like, oh fuck, I forgot that I learned where those ashes are, but I didn't go, go look for them when I was in the town mm. that it directed me to. So I want to go back there and do that so that I have them for this quest, but I just fucking can't. Like I can't leave unless I revert to an earlier save and lose even if it's just a bunch of progress of like fucking around town, opening barrels and stuff, like I still don't want to lose that progress. Like it's so, I don't know why it bothers me so much. It just like, it feels like the game is going out of its way to provide a very specific kind of agency to the player, which is like, you can go everywhere in this world and like make all kinds of crazy shit happen. Except that sometimes we're going to decide for no reason, like, Nope, it's nighttime, and if you leave, the nighttime is going to come. And, like, there's not a day-night cycle in this game. So it's not like a thing where you do it. It's just, like, certain story missions require, like, oh, the night to come, and then something happens at night. And then, like, in huh. a cutscene, it goes from night to day or whatever. And there is there is no mechanical reason that I can understand that it won't let you leave here. Yeah. And maybe they wanted they wanted to give you the option to abandon these people to their fate and the way that they decided to let you do that was by leaving instead of like, if I can't beat this fight, I am just stuck. Like I can never get past this if I can't beat this fight. Well, you could leave. I could leave. Yeah. I mean, and maybe that, maybe that's like they're trying to do this interesting gameplay gating thing, but not warning you about Is it. Is it that, time, or maybe which... they want you to have to make a dis tough decision so that you? feel bad from now but on it's not a tough decision because the decision if you if you want to help them and you can't it's not making a tough decision because the decision is fucking reverting to a save before you walked in there and became aware of their problems uh, so that you can go back when you're stronger and actually help them hmm. right i mean that's the like i don't like <laughs> it when games i mean make me feel like i've been remiss because i'm not remembering to save often enough like yeah. that just feels this is exactly the way that I will play a bunch of video games though. Like I like I've still been fucking around with Godus and I, I restarted it. Goodness. Whatever goddess. Uh good goddess. And uh I restarted it and then just have just refused to do one of the the very first like 
things that opens up the the game world and i'm kind of just seeing how far i can progress through their content without actually being able to, to go anywhere this is like that kid that did an entire ascension in kol without finishing the tutorial just to prove that it yeah. was possible because like there's a bunch of stuff that the game just doesn't present to you but it doesn't actually lock you out of so you can right. just like sort of load arbitrary urls and be able to <laughs> beat the Proceed. entire game without without ever finishing the tutorial yeah. without ever being able to see any of the places that you're going to which is fine that's fine i guess <laughs> yeah i mean it'd it's... be easy to put a stop to it but i don't think it's that important sure uh, but i mean so, do you just have most of the tech tree locked away from you no the, so like the way that the tech tree works is that you collect these stickers which appear in chests mm-hmm. out in the world but chests will spawn after lightning storms which oh. happen randomly um so i'm slowly collecting stickers and while i'm doing that i'm unlocking access to the higher excuse me higher tier cards by building like i got my population up above the highest population card unlock and then now i'm i I finally got enough stickers to like unlock the ocean terraforming so now i have expanded my flat land out to the the borders of the the little the like ocean territory that um like the tutorial island yeah basically um, cause it was like, it presents it in this sort of like circle of potential territory, but it's just this tiny little sliver of land. But now I have, I have taken over all of that. And so now I have enough room to actually build enough mines and farms to get to the end of all of those card contents. And then, yeah, that, it's, it's dumb, you know, but it's also something that I can look at for five minutes a day collecting, you know, belief and stuff like that. So it'll have enough resources to have you terraform seen the stuff. New- the new popular uh, incremental game, the new it's the kittens game. No, it's yeah, it's the new a dark room or cookie clicker. I saw that, but I was is on it... my phone, and I like the button to make any progress is so close to the button to reset all of your progress <laughs> that I just couldn't. Huh. I couldn't keep. Is I, it? I, I kept fat. That. I kept fat fingering resets. Uh, <laughs> is it like a dark room and um, it does candy box, or is it more it, like it doesn't clicker? have the it doesn't have like the the ASCII adventure stuff. Doesn't have like the exploration type no. stuff. Does no. it have anything like that kind of turn though? Like mm, I don't know what you mean. Turn the, in like a, turn in a twist. like twist. Oh, sense it. It might. I haven't. I I've I've unlocked some surprising stuff, but the kitten game. Yeah, the I it, it appears to be a pretty long game, and it it has um, there are limits on your storage capacity for various. Uh, 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 products resources so like just leaving it running all night doesn't get you as far as it would have in in other sorts of games like that i think the civilization one did as well yeah i think that was one that had that was i was forget about that one that one was that That one was was very interesting i i glanced briefly at the meta filter thread concerned with this because i was avoiding reading it because of spoilers but i saw a couple things in there that was like there's what so (laughs) so i've been playing it for several days and apparently have have still only kind of scratched the surface so to speak but with your cat claws yes meow and it's kittens, and it's cute to think about kittens doing science or being engineers mm. or... <laughs> True. 
yeah, I guess uh, Mugenics is on hold. They're they're, oh, no. they're working on some other game in the interim. Hmm. So I didn't. I found it hard to imagine a way in which Mugenics would be a thing that I wanted to you know, play. I have no idea what it's about. Yeah, I was so. just fascinated by wanting to breed just cats. play it to see what it is yeah like clearly like like those two guys are not going to make a game that is just boring right yeah but it might be a like for all i know it's a genre of game that i don't care about at all <laughs> like if it was the sims except with cats i'm like i don't care like i think the the best version of the sims that edmund mcmillan would make would be a game that i still didn't want to play because it was the sims like yeah i can't imagine him making the sims though no, I, but who who knows? Mm-hmm. Anyway, they've they've switched focuses and are working on something else now. Hmm. Fosai. I'm really curious when Fussy. the Binding of Isaac remake is going to come out and if I will get into it at all. I've been I've been watching the stuff he's been posting about it occasionally on his blog, and it looks pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just from following him on Twitter, I see the. It's so I so appreciate the way that he delivers video content as animated gifs because mm-hmm. they don't make my podcast stop playing when i go look at them nice. and they just load mm-hmm. and play and it doesn't take 40 steps of clicking a play button to get a fucking embedded video to play on the phone that tech is so bad and i don't understand why like the number of discrete steps that is required to play a video embedded in a web page in the iPhone browser is just ridiculous. Facebook's app has integrated video in an interesting way. Hmm. It will just start playing in the feed silently unless you click on it, which will enable the audio and bring it. Oh, that seems terrible. You're going to scroll down and see... Whatever. A video mid midway through. Well, no, I think it starts when you... Oh. When it's when it enters the screen. That makes a lot more sense. But but it's still silent, right? Like it's you don't have to do anything to see the how the video is progressing. Oh man, I bet my Facebook is gone. Did it did, was there like a delay? There's a it, it takes when you when you set it to delete, it takes two weeks for it to go away. Is it is that like a uh, what is that called? Beer goggles, beard thing? What was a drunk, that? A drunk dialing drunk dialing thing, protection yeah. or whatever? I don't know. I it's Seems to me like it's a. They realize that if they did that, they would more people would talk themselves out of okay. having deleted it. I mean, it was easy for me because I never used it for anything, and I never had like I like export all my Facebook data. Okay, here's your profile picture back. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, all right. I guess there was, I guess I didn't really have anything on there. Like uh, my my Facebook page only exists because we did a. Uh, well, oh, Farmville. Because we did Farmville an for, for an assignment one time, and I played it that once and have never touched Facebook huh. before or since. I could imagine making a fake Facebook account just to use Facebook authentication for stuff. Oh, uh, Right, because yeah. that, would, that would simplify so many things. But then who knows what kind of weird aggregation that would lead to in the yeah. long run. I made a fake Facebook account, and it just full-on figured out who I was. Well, sure. Like... It like my like I made a fake Facebook account and I came back to it and I had friend requests from like hundreds of people that I knew in real life mm-hmm. on this thing that I made with a fake name. I think just because I used an email address yeah. that was in it was a real like email one person's book and then it just spread from there and that was fucking creepy. So anyway, and then somebody made a Facebook account using my regular email address, which meant that I could never use it again. So then I had to 
use a different bogus email address to make my real Facebook account because once somebody had said that this was like a fraudulent account, you just never make another Facebook account with that email address, which why the fuck does that work that way? Like, that just seems crazy. Like, here's a thing that says this wasn't you and also you will never use our service again. Like, that doesn't seem like a button you want to put in front of people to click. (laughs) Like, anyway. Facebook, I guess. We're probably missing all those good, good Farmville games. Did you guys hear Mm -hmm. that... uh... Amazon bought Twitch. Mm, yeah. Oh, is that news that you heard? Yes. <laughs> uh, I I I was fully under the impression that it was all Google. Yeah, they're supposed to be Google or Google. I read I read yeah. that there were rumors that Google they were worried about running a foul of antitrust. Yeah. Mm. Laws. So Amazon paid cash, not like. Stock options or anything else? They gift just, certificates. Yeah, like, <laughs> we'll give you hundred million dollars yeah. in Amazon credit. And I was gonna say I hope the gun run got a got a fat check, but now I just hope he got a huge suitcase full of money, <laughs> not a briefcase, a suitcase. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how about just a couple of white burlap bags with dollar signs on them? No, then you're gonna then you're gonna they're gonna be taken from you by a guy wearing a mask. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm curious what how that's going to impact the service at all. I mean, clearly it already has. I think that all of the, the crap they've been doing in the past couple of weeks has been lead up to acquisition. As long as it doesn't hurt Fish Place Street Fighter. <laughs> as long as we can keep doing our KOL live Twitch development events. Yeah. The archive being gone is a little annoying. Yeah, especially because I went to use their export to YouTube feature and it was like, we'll email you when this is done. I'm like, I think I just got blown off. <laughs> And either it takes a month to export a video to YouTube or I did just get blown off. Because it never, it's never, never no, it never, it never completed. I mean, they're like eight hours long, but I feel like that's not super uncommon for Twitch videos. Yeah, I don't know. I thought they did them in half hour chunks anyway, so. Yeah. yeah. Did... Did you ha- do you have a YouTube account that they? I guess you have your Gmail account, which is Jesus. effectively the same thing. I, as I went YouTube through. Or... I went through a fucking forty-minute nightmare of trying to figure out how to log into any YouTube account anywhere. Because I think I, I think I had a YouTube account because you had to make an account to get past certain age filters at some point back in the day. Mm-hmm. And so I made a fake YouTube account. And then for like a year, every time I went to YouTube, it was like, hey, who are you? Are you this guy or this guy? I'm like, fuck you. I always click the button that said, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and then I guess that was, they were, well, we gave you 4,000 chances to associate this with your Gmail account. Now everything is going to be confusing and nothing is going to work for fucking ever. Like, <laughs> y- you should have just answered the goddamn question. <laughs> well, you did. Your answer was just like, <laughs> um, So, yeah, who knows? Who knows what, what problems there are with getting that data out? Multiple people have told me that they have local copies of our streams, though, so. Yeah, tub. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, tube. Yep. You're t- yeah. you're, you are also removing the E's. Yep. All right, because there are no E's in German. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know if I, I... I feel like I had a news. Oh, I was sort of excited about the Dropbox thing. Did you guys get... So uh-huh. Dropbox sent me an email that was like, hey, you get 10 times as much space now for the oh. same price. I'm like, oh, okay. Whoa. Cool. Seriously? Yeah, so it's like a terabyte for 10 bucks a month. Whoa. Jesus. Yeah. I'll have to... 
check my email. Yeah, I'm going to have to just start indiscriminately using Dropbox the, to store even more the, of my super, super secure stuff. I know I'll put all my bank account information in my Dropbox <laughs> and then start I did the annual become thing. a target. I wonder if that means that I don't get that. I could, I could seriously like a terabyte. It said a terabyte. That's wow. what it told me. That would, that would save me some trouble because I'm starting to run out of space on my media drive. Yeah, I was just looking yesterday. I drug some stuff over into my Dropbox folder. I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm at like 60 out of 100 gigs before I do this. And this is like 15 gigs. I'm going to have to look around. It made me angry that Windows still doesn't have the ability to index directories by the size of their contents. Seriously? Yeah. That's obnoxious. Yep, it is. So you just have to open the properties for each of them. I mean, it takes... It doesn't store that about a directory because why would you? Like you'd have to constantly be updating indexes all the time and like changing a file 90 directories deep would just have these cascading effects that would probably be a really significant performance hit. Um, But yeah, it's obnoxious that you can't just say, okay, I don't care if it takes you a minute to generate this information. I would just like to know yeah. what's in these folders. Windows is so good about everything else. I don't understand. Yeah. Can you do that on a Mac, though? Because mm-hmm. I feel like a Mac, largely, it always just used to report some number uh-huh, like in a six. phrase that didn't make any... It was like four of eight in disk or something at the top of a finder window. It was a sentence that ostensibly told you how much space something was taking up, but I think it referred to disk space as memory, which... <laughs> Is maybe a thing that is less confusing to grandmothers, but more confusing to people who know anything about computers. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think I would recognize the phrase if I saw it. Okay. It is just something at the top of a finder window in like OS 6. Oh. Oh, <laughs> wow. That's a long time ago. Yeah. I mean, in on Mac OS, I'm sure there's some argument to DF that will just tell you in meaningless units like in number of disk blocks it takes up well how big is a disk blocks oh it's uh 2048 2048 what (laughs) like god fucking unix like (laughs) you couldn't just label anything like give me a weird command line argument to turn off the labels don't make me read a man page to figure out how to turn them on i'm a lot more like a grandma than somebody who knows anything about computers it's good it's good stuff Anyway, Dropbox said they gave me a bunch of new shit for free, and so that's good news. I know that, and I trust them with all my sensitive data. There are billboards on the way out of San Francisco exhorting you to not use Dropbox. Like, specifically, like, your files should neither be dropped nor boxed, and it's a billboard for Hightail, which is an alternative to Dropbox. Yeah, that that sounds not sketchy. See, you don't know it because, well, I mean, it's not... I feel like things that are sketchy don't tend to be able to afford billboards like oh, that. Okay. You mean like cigarettes? Yeah. Cigarettes aren't sketchy. Cigarettes are awesome. <laughs> and they're good for you. Remember when they put that billboard up that was a fake highway sign oh, telling you how that. long it took? It, like those signs that say like time to whatever, nine yeah. minutes, time mm-hmm. to whatever else. This was a billboard. That was one of those with fucking fake information on it. Just like what? static, static, terrible, long information. You're and like, oh, God damn. And it was like a joke about how long traffic is and how there's something that you should do. And I wish that I knew what it was a billboard for so that I could huh. find their office and fucking burn it to the ground. 
See, now their office is going to burn to the ground. I know. And then, and then that they're yeah. going to, somebody's going to reconstruct who it was. Um, we should is, get, we should get, we should take out advertising on a billboard that is a fake Amber Alert that is like, oh, adorable child has been kidnapped by a murder uncle. Just kidding. Come to Zapcon. <laughs> murder uncle? <laughs> President has been kidnapped. Are you a bad enough dude? Mm. I was, I was sad that my, are you a bad enough dude to offend the president tweet <laughs> didn't get more traction. So I was pretty proud of that one. Hey, so this assignment, The Horde, I did not have, I was not able to dedicate sufficient time to this to really be able to talk about it. I played a a bunch of it when I was younger. Poked at it a little bit, but I really didn't get far enough in it to discover what was going on. I watched all of the cinematic stuff on the YouTube, the YoTube. Um, and I watched significant chunks of somebody else doing a playthrough. I played I played it for like half an hour. I didn't quite get past the first map. Um, I was on the last winter, I guess. Yeah, I also played and didn't quite get past the, but it. My impression of it was that it had surprise from a surprisingly long time ago. It had a lot of the hallmarks of tower defense games. Yeah, but it was without towers. There weren't, ta- I mean, there were like those the knights. knights that you could put in were like towers, right? But all of the things that sort of funneled dudes in the, all of the things that you nominally would use to funnel guys into choke points, it just seemed like you were never going to be able to afford enough of those to actually accomplish anything. So like, that's, that was the thing, right? Like you, you need to like right away, spend all of your money, like chop down all the trees, spend all of your money on planting saplings. And then do that again. Chop down all the trees. I didn't know you could chop down trees. Yeah, you chop down trees and it gives you five coins. And you plant a sapling for one. And it has, there's a chance that it will grow into a tree in the next season. In which case you can chop it down and get five coins. Oh, and wow. Five this game could have really used the tutorial. Because I had no idea that it, you could. That, are was you a chopping tool, that, down, was a, that was a tip that would show up. Are you chopping down trees like in the build mode? Or are you running around and chopping them down with a sword? You're chopping them down in the build mode. Okay. So you have the limited amount of time. But you can do it from the map. You just use the dig on a tree and it gets rid of wow, it. Wow. I had no idea. That yeah. That's, that was so that's where you get the early cash is from chopping down trees. And then once you have enough to buy cows, you buy them and then you use the, like any. I don't think I unlocked cows. Cows are not un- uh, an unlockable. They're, you have them from the start. Really? Yeah. Do they just not show up if you can't afford them? No, they do. They're like, they cost a hundred coins. So they're super expensive. Huh. But then every turn that you have a cow that's, that's happy, it, generates 25 coins so it pays for itself pretty fast um i mean i guess and then you can start building hundreds of fences you could yeah i mean in that first map you don't really need any fences you just need to you just need to know in advance where everything's coming from which they that always seems spawn to, in the same spots yeah that seems weird if they're always going to spawn in the same spots why don't they just indicate on the map where they're going to spawn so that uh, yeah i don't know you can because i mean couldn't you just surround those spots with spike traps yeah, I don't know. I didn't, and I tried using a trap, and it it was seemed way less effective than the lake which I had. Hmm. Just always drowning them. Were those landscapes randomly generated? Yeah, my mine was very different than the one in the playthrough that I saw. You know, what was nice was hearing some music that was pretty clearly by the composer from Star Control Two. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's very similar in instrumentation and execution to like the Oars music. The cinematics were pretty fun. Like they were funny and. 
you know, sort yeah, of ham, hamming, surprising, yeah, hamming it up. But like full motion video games, like I, I did not really play them as a kid, but I've always found them sort of uncanny valley. But this one was all right. It yeah, was, it, was, it seemed reasonably well written. Yeah, it was like so the the mechanically, you know, so you've got your the town just sort of builds itself, which is a little weird. And I think you... And some of the houses are like weird, spooky vampire houses. Uh, yeah, I don't know like, what that's what, all come about. Come on. <laughs> uh, apparently you can... Come on, screw those guys. Re- we don't want Whoa. them here. You can retard the growth of the village by, by putting stuff in front of the ends of the roads by accident. Huh. So you want to like make sure that that's a clear path so that it will extend and the farms and houses will continue to extend out. Because you also get money for all the crops and stuff that are around at the end of the turn um okay so you yeah okay and then yeah like and then you you know when the end of the level is happening each year each map lasts one year longer and so at the end of the winter you just want to sell absolutely everything mm. so that you get all the cash back because you uh, anything that you plant you that's can s- pick back up for the bogus. cash that that's so bogus that's bad that's a bad move. That's a bad decision. That's yeah. bogus. I don't <laughs> um, like it. So there's a bunch of ways in which you can you can rack up several thousand gold just on that first map, um, and then you have uh, you basically have enough to do whatever you want. But then the later maps, some like interesting stuff happens. Um, they like the second map, you basically can't cut down any trees. So that method for making profit is just removed. Why can't you? Because the forest spirits will kick your ass. Okay. Um, basically, and you you also get a bunch of, you get some sort of like bonus special item if you plant a bunch of trees on that level. It seems like this game has a lot of interesting stuff going on and doesn't communicate it very right. well to you. It's weird that this is like the earliest example that I'm now aware of, of like a pc game being a shitty console port hmm. like i didn't realize i mean it's not clear that the console game was better right like well no but it's i mean i think it's it explains why mouse support seems really oh. secondary and tacked on as sure. opposed to like you know was it like 3do originally yeah or yeah like i didn't ever figure out how to like switch over to the little build window and so the oh. only way that I figured out to change between those things was to hold down the rice rice mouth <laughs> the rice mouth button, uh, <laughs> and then drag the rice into the mouth. Right. You could try da- dragging the mouth onto the rice. Space uh, space would toggle between. Yeah, and then you could use the arrow keys to move yeah. around in there. But I didn't know that. I because like you just hold down the right mouse button and then you would drag as though you were moving an invisible scroll bar. <laughs> I spent a lot of time at the very beginning of the game being like, okay, dig. And so like I tried to dig in a bunch of different places and nothing happened. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, all right, I guess dig isn't anything. Yeah. I was like, and that must be a way to that. So what I, what I assumed was that like dig must be your eraser. Dig must be the way to destroy things that you have placed and don't want there anymore. Okay. But I guess that's not true. Dig is your way of chopping down trees with a shovel. (laughs) And you get paid for that. Dig costs 10, but it doesn't actually cost 10 unless you do it on something that you can't actually remove. Like if you try to dig out a rock, the rock doesn't go away, but then it deducts 10 coins. So it just charges you 10 coins for fucking up the use of a tool that is inadequately explained. Good. Super weird. (laughs) Um, there's there I think I'm not sure if this is a random event or if this just happens on the third map, but like the 
uh, Chancellor guy will take away your ring of teleportation. And like the little cutscene is kind of funny. He's like, I have, you know, I have to use it for some important business. And he's like holding a golf club and he like, oh, it's four o'clock tea time. And then like twists his ring and disappears. And I thought that was pretty funny. Um, Golf joke. Uh, So they like, they vary up the levels by sort of taking away some of your tools. Fucking you out of random things. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's random or not, but like it's super interesting, right? Like that keeps it fresh in a way, which is cool. Like there's there's a lot to like about this game and I feel yeah. like it is hamstrung just a little bit by its interface. I mean, that's why I was kind of characterizing it as it it struck me as a sort of an ambitious failure, which is a thing that I will always love you. Ooh, <laughs> I... What, like, I will always come down on the side of an ambitious failure. Like, I would rather something try something weird and not execute on it perfectly than Mm. just be like, you know, mediocre. The yeah, mediocre and safe, and just be like a modern AAA game that just has to have this checkbox list of features. Right. Um. Well, I think our next assignment is a game that. Uh, we were all just probably going to play anyway. Uh, Super Time Force Ultra STFU. Riff, Riff might have to play it on a console because he I'm doesn't want to switch into Windows. Windows to play it. I can just play it on my real computer for man's. Cool. <laughs> Luckily, you can do it. Uh, you can go. You can play it like next week and still play it in time for the show because you can just go back in time. Oh, play it and then go back in time and talk about it on the show. True. So we have already all played it, I'm guessing. Good. Yeah. Well, uh, I think uh, because last week's episode, which came out like two days ago, as far as you guys know at home, um, was so long, we'll probably skip the listener's mail segment of this one. I also didn't really solicit any fresh listener's mail. But if I were going to solicit it, I would solicit it to us at VG Hot Dog uh, on Twitter or vghotdog at gmail.com via email or our website videogameshotdog.com or you can um, go to our web form and send us uh, spam. No, don't send us spam. We don't like it. Guys, I've had a great time recording episode number 167 of Video Games Hot Dog with you here tonight. It's been beautiful. In this Mm -hmm. sweltering studio. And I hope we do it again real soon, but I hope we turn the fucking air conditioner on. Yes, yeah, so that it will drown out our our lovely noises. <laughs> and until we do, keep your head in the toilet and keep reaching for the fridge. Yeah. Have a great week, good, everybody. Good night. <laughs> I'm real hungry, yeah, and this too. show is uh, this show is about as long as it's going to be. So let's go let's go see our friend Luis and order some Mexican food from him and some margaritas, and then we'll come back and do an episode of Video Games Hot Talk. How does Yay! that sound? I mm-hmm. like that idea. And listeners, how does and that sound? And you're all invited, listeners. I hope he remembers us. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Good night. Have a great week, everybody.